What is up, all ye sinners? How's everybody doing out there? I am your Bible Belt atheist coming to you live from the capital city of the Bible Belt, lovely Lynchburg, Virginia. I hope you're all doing well. We are creeping into fall as we speak here where I live. I don't know where you live, what season it is or what season it's turning into. I've noticed when I uh, when I look at my stuff on Spotify that it, um, I've got listeners from all over the world. So thank you for joining us. I, I don't know what season it is where you are, but I hope it's going smoothly. I know every spring and fall I get a little a little sniffle and a little head congestion. It feels like a little hay fever or a little cold with the change of the season. So um, I hope you're doing well with that. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has that issue when the seasons change. I hope you're doing well. Um, I wanted to talk to you and thinking about the change of the season and thinking about the colors changing and how everything changes and renews itself over time. I, I wanted to talk about something today that was basically just confused me for my entire life. And that's not saying much because I am easily confused, but I've never had anyone be able to really truly explain to me um, the mindset and the belief that faith-based people, Christians and other religious people have in the fact that God created everything. If you if you believe in, in these things, if you believe in the Bibles and the religions and the stuff, you believe that God created everything. The sun, the moon, the planets, the stars, us. He, you know, if you're to believe the the scriptures, God created us, right? And so I've often been confused that if God created us and God created everything, then why are certain things no-nos? Why are certain things off-limits, right? The big one that I, I've never been able to wrap my head around is the whole sex out of marriage. Uh, the wait till you get married or the you can only have good Christian sex when you're having it with your, your significant other, your spouse, your legally um, condemned spouse. Um, I don't understand it. I don't understand why Christians beat that drum so much because in my mind, in my belief is that marriage is purely a legal binding contract. Um, basically, your marriage certificate says that you own your spouse and they own you. It's ownership. Um, and I don't understand why I have to stand in front of a judge or in front of a pastor and uh, proclaim my love um, for someone to then be allowed to have sex with them and it count as being a Christian act. Um, if God did create us, he created us with these basic instincts that we all have as the human species. Your first instinct when you come out of the womb is survival. And that is, you know, the umbilical cord feeds you. When you come out, hopefully your mother feeds you, whether it's breast milk or with a bottle or we come out pretty much, uh, we can't fend for ourselves, but we know we want to survive. We, we know we want to eat. We know we want to drink. We know we want to stay warm. We know we want to be held. We know we want to be loved. That is just an instinct that we're born with. And that survival instinct 
is why we're all still here. It's why we all have come through the thousands and millions of years of existence and that we're still here and we're still growing as a population is because of the instinct that we're born with to survive. And the next instinct that we're born with, and it's completely natural, and it's something that is just animalistic down to its basic terms, is we're all born with the instinct to fuck and procreate. And that's one of my favorite instincts, as a matter of fact. But somewhere along the line, um, the evangelicals made it so that, well, you can only have sex with the person that you're attached to. And, you know, if you go back through the history of time and churches and religions, they had things like, you know, arranged marriages. That people would not actually meet their spouse that they're supposed to spend the rest of their life with until the day they married them. And then they can have all the sex with them that they want. Well, explain that to me. Explain it to me where that's no different than meeting somebody in a bar somewhere, somebody you've never met before. You come to an agreement that we're going to have sex, and you go have sex. I don't see a difference. An arranged marriage, um, drunken one-night stand from a bar, same thing. Same thing. Human instinct. Fuck and procreate. God created it. I'm just obeying. Okay? So that's just a few of the things that I don't understand. If God really did create everything, why... Are there limits? Why can we not consume everything that he created at whatever pace and whatever indulgence that we choose to? He created us. He created, you know, everything. So no one's ever been able to explain to me, well, for instance, if you're Jewish, I mean, I guess you believe that God created everything. So then God would have created pigs. Therefore, God created bacon. Why do you feel you can't eat bacon? If it was created by God, I don't get it. I know where it comes from. It comes from that classic story of the Garden of Eden and Adam biting into that apple, that forbidden fruit. That's the kind of God these people worship. This asshole created an apple tree and then told you you couldn't eat it. What a dick. That's just a selfish, arrogant asshole. He's just showing off what he can do, but you're not allowed to touch it. What a fucking asshole. So the next thing that I want to talk about is why would there be so much conflict and turmoil between everything on this planet that God created, if he really did create it? Why would there be, um, why would there be animals that would kill each other? You know, being on top of the pecking order as humans, we entertain ourselves sometimes by killing lesser animals. Um, so that would lead me to believe that if God really did create everything, uh, he did it as entertainment for himself. I'm going to create this planet. I'm going to fill it up with all kinds of animals and creatures, and then I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch them destroy each other. Seems pretty entertaining, right? I mean, that's essentially what our planet is, is we are full of animals and plants and we're full of water 
and we're all trying to survive and fend for ourselves based on that uh, survival instinct that I was talking about earlier. So that's always led me to believe that if we really were created by a God, then we were created by a God, not because he's a loving God, not because he wants to give life. We're like this reality-based video game for him, if that's truly how it works out. So that, again, I don't understand that. I don't understand why, if he loves us all so much, if he loves us as his own children, and be careful with that because he killed one of his own, um, if he loves us as his own children, then why are there species of animals on our planet that can kill us? You know, why are there venomous snakes? Why are there lions and tigers and bears? Oh, my. If he loves us so much, why does he put stuff here to kill us, to be predators of us if we step into their domain? Another thing that I think about as far as everything being created by God, why was cannabis ever looked at as being a sin? Why, why is drugs and alcohol viewed as a sin in the church? If it was created by God, shouldn't we just be able to imbibe and get high at our free will? I mean, cannabis is a perfect example. You know, you harvest it and you smoke it. It comes from the earth, the earth that was supposedly created by God. Why would that be a sin? Why would cocaine be a sin? Why would heroin be a sin? I don't understand it. I don't get it. And then, of course, you know, there's that commandment that says, thou shalt not kill. But yet, we have things on this planet that can kill us easily. You can eat the wrong mushroom and die. You can be attacked by a bear. You could be hit by a bus. That bus that was created by God can kill you if you step out in front of it. So, explain that to me. I would love to have an episode and sit and talk with a devout Christian and have them explain to me why things are the way they are. Why this loving, um, forgiving God would create such things, create such an environment that puts the people and, and the animals that he seems to love the most in such danger. All right, let's get back to fucking. That's a way more interesting topic. So it seems like to me, and of course I live in the Bible Belt, never lived outside of the Bible Belt, that the one thing that the Christians always seem to be most concerned with, they're never the most concerned with their own household. They're never the most concerned with their own family and their own welfare. Most Christians seem to be way more concerned with who everybody else is fucking. They're concerned about gay people fucking. They're concerned about people fucking out of marriage, out of wedlock. They're concerned about a lot of fucking. These people are obsessed with who you're fucking. They want to know. They need to know. They want to make sure that you're doing it right. They want to make sure that you're doing it within the guidelines and within the boundaries that their religion has created for fucking. There are rules to fucking, right? 
you can't fuck somebody that's not your spouse. You can't fuck somebody that's you're not married to. You can't fuck somebody of your own gender. You can't fuck outside of their guidelines. So basically, Christians are the fuck police. Now, God created us all. He created the ability to fuck. Why are these people so devoted to establishing the rules and what's proper fucking and what's not? I mean, I like porn. I like to watch porn. I like to watch people fuck on film. God created fucking. God created those people. God created the camera that they were filmed with. God created the computer that I watch it on. Why is this a problem? Why is this fucking unacceptable to Christians? Now, truth be known, the people who put down pornography the most are usually the ones that spend the most time watching it. You know, it's like the people that seem to be the most upset about homosexuality and gay fucking, they usually always end up being called gay fucking, right? It's just how these things work out. You know, karma's a bitch and she knows where everybody lives. So we're given this gift of having the ability to have sex and procreate, but in the Christian's mind, it's limited. And they get to make up the fucking rules. They, the literally, the fucking rules. They get to make up the rules. Not you, if you don't believe in God or you don't believe that we were all created by God. You don't get to make up the rules, but you have to abide by theirs. That's the only way it's proper, right? So even if you don't believe in God, you're still not supposed to have sex with someone of your own gender. You're going to hell. You're going straight to hell if you fuck the wrong person and if you fuck the wrong way. Now, I haven't dug too far into it. If they're really hardcore about, you know, what positions you're supposed to do it in and so on and so forth, I haven't really gone into that too much. But I do know that, um, like in the Amish faith, right? Amish people are only supposed to marry other Amish people. Or if you go into any area around where I live, all the, all the Amish people are related. So I guess it's okay to fuck your cousin as long as you're married to her. I think that's how that plays out in that religion. And, you know, in the world, people have, you know, gone back to, you know, have, or have always had sex with family members, cousins and married distant cousins and relatives and so on and so forth. And it makes sense because when God created us, he created a man and a woman. So in order for there to continue to be a human race that this God created, brothers had to fuck sisters. I mean, that's how it had to go down, right? It had to be incestuous in order for us to survive as a species according to religion. So Christians I've got to think about the rules that they put in place. They say you have to be married to who you're fucking, but they don't say anything about you can't marry your cousin. I guess you can marry your sister in some places, right? I mean, that's, that's how these things continue. God created incest. 
So I guess incest is perfectly acceptable in in the religious faith, right? Has to be. That's that's the only explanation as to why we're all still here. Somebody had to fuck their sister at some point for us to be the human species if God created us the way it was said in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. It had to be incest. So if incest is part of the Bible and there are stories of rape in the Bible and there's stories of all kind of wild, crazy sex in the Bible, why are Christians so fucking boring with their sex talk? I mean, I don't understand it. It's it's become really watered down in the Bible Belt when people of faith talk about sex. Oh, they don't even talk about it. Oh, that's that's privacy of our in our, in our own marriage in our in our own home. Uh, it's, that's private. We don't talk about these things in public. But you come from a lineage of incest and cousin fucking. So, can we talk about that? Yeah. These are the things I think about. These are the things that go through my head. I think about Amish people fucking. And I think about religious people and how in the world they can possibly defend the incest that they believe it took to create our species. I mean, facts are facts, people. You Christians have to deal with them. You have to deal with the monster you created. And that's right. You created it. God did not create man. Man created God. All those stories, all the stories that go back thousands of years, the people that created these stories, they created incest. And at some point, the creation of incest and the thoughts of man when writing scripture basically told people that, hey, if you believe in this, then incest is okay. Do you see where I'm going with this? The very things now that Christians claim to be against are all part of what took them to the faith that they all worship now. If any Christian comes to you and they said that they are a Bible-believing Christian and they tell you that they think incest is wrong, then they're telling you that they think that their scripture is wrong because it's in there. It's in there. The hypocrisy of it all. I talk about it all the time. The hypocrisy of religion and faiths is overwhelming. If you're a man and you have daughters, do you tell them the story of of Lot? Do you know who Lot is in the Bible? Do you tell them that story? I can tell you, I don't have a daughter. I have a son. But if I had a daughter, the last place that I would want her to ever go would be a church. That's the last place that I think any man or woman should ever send their daughter to. If you have ever read scripture, you you realize pretty quick that women aren't treated very well in their good book. But see, that's another problem with Christians. 
Most people who claim to be Christians have never really read the Bible. They just show up every Sunday and they let a storyteller stand at the front of the congregation and they tell you stories, their interpretation of the Bible, what they've been taught, and so on and so forth. Most Christians don't read the Bible. They sit in church on Sunday and they they read uh, a passage uh, that's been told to them that morning and then the preacher preaches on it for an hour and then they pass the offering plate around. But I guarantee you, there aren't many Sundays where a pastor will stand up in front of a congregation full of men, women, and children and tell the story of Lot. They don't really talk about the book of Leviticus very much either. It's another interesting read. That's the problem. That is the problem. God created everything according to these people. But they haven't really read the book. They don't know how the story really goes. I've always said, if you want to turn someone to atheism, if you want to talk someone into being an atheist, just tell them to read the Bible. If you read the Bible and you understand what is written, and you have any kind of common sense, logic, or compassion in your soul, at the end of the Bible, you would not be a Christian. You would be an atheist if you actually ever read the Bible all the way through. I've read the Bible all the way through three times. Twice as a child. Um, once because I wanted to. Uh, once because I was forced to over a summer with my grandparents. And I read the Bible and I was, I guess I was 21 or 22. I had zero belief in it. But I wanted to read it with an adult mind and an adult way of thinking. And I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, I've read this thing as a grown up. Now I should have a pretty educated opinion of it. And when I got done with it, I realized that it's a crock of shit. And that it might be the most evil book ever written. There's more torture and incest and violence in the Bible than any video game that these kids are playing now. So, God created everything. That's bullshit. Man created religion. And I, I would have to say... That the original people that originally came up with religion probably did it for two reasons. Number one, to keep people in line, to give them a guidebook of how they wanted them to, to act and carry themselves. And number two, they were evil, twisted motherfuckers. That's the only explanation I can come up with. The people, the groups, the person, I don't know, the Bible may have originally been written by one person. Who knows? But it was written by a fucked up individual. Somebody way more fucked up than Quentin Tarantino. All right. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? That's pretty fucked up. I love that movie. Don't get me wrong. It's probably one of my top three favorite movies of all time. But you got to think that the guy who wrote that might be a little bit fucked up. Well, whoever wrote the Bible is really fucked up. And the people 
that believe it, I think, are really fucked up. So, there you have it. What do you think? Do you think we were all created by God? Or do you think mankind created a God? It's a debate that goes on forever. It goes back to the beginning of, well, the Garden of Eden, right? It goes back that far. If you want to wholeheartedly believe that we were created by God, you have to be willing to take the bad with the good. You have to be willing to think that God has asked people to do some pretty fucked up shit over time. If you can't come to that conclusion and if you can't admit that, hey, yeah, there's some pretty fucked up things going on in there. I don't know if I necessarily think that was right. If you can't do that and you say you believe in the in the Bible, then I think you're probably as fucked up as the Bible is. I mean, it could happen. All right. I think I'm done, at least for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it made you think. I love throwing stuff out there that I can just feel it. That When I say it and I see the light bulb go off in somebody's head and they have that look on their face like, huh, never quite thought about it like that before. I love that. I hope that's what you get out of this podcast. That's my goal. Look at things from a different perspective. Maybe uh, make a few light bulbs go off. I think that's what it should be about. So anyway, thank you for listening. If this is your first time, thank you for checking it out. If you are a return listener, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Please tell somebody. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell an enemy. Tell anybody. Uh, Please subscribe. Please leave comments wherever you happen to listen to this podcast. I would love to see your comments. I'd love to know what you think. And last but not least, please feel free to email me. The Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. No punctuation, no capital letters, just the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. Now get out there and get to sinning.